up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stay in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, Graham Rucker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, what's going on, Buckeye fans? Happy Football Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. We should be feeling pretty good. We should be feeling pretty confident. We've got a 3-0 and football team, and they are looking to get to 4-0 as they start Big Ten play. And I'm excited about this game for a lot of reasons. You know, we one, I think it's an opponent that we should beat. You know, sometimes we get into these debates on, you know, I was talking with my buddy who has season tickets to Ohio State, and I know a lot of you guys do. Maybe you've got uh, spouses or family that work in the department. They take advantage of that. And you like to sell maybe a couple of games to fill the bill. And this has been an attractive home slate to try to do that. If you wanted to catch the Notre Dame game, catch the Michigan, maybe you were pinpointing that Wisconsin and Iowa game to try to, you know, sell to some buddies or sell to the public for a little bit of a profit. You know, everybody is, it's okay. You know, teach their own. If you're going to do that or give them to folks at face value, whatever, but might have lost a little bit of juice when they lost that home game to Washington State. That was unusual to see a Wisconsin team that started the year ranked. Graham Mertz has been a very experienced quarterback. You thought he'd take a step. Typical defense where they're going to be solid. You know, Jim Leonard's still the defensive coordinator. He's got to be one of the longer tenured defensive coordinators in this conference. With And they just they continually do a, a very good job despite their personnel. But so what I was saying, I'm, I'm confident that the Buckeyes can win, but yet... On the second hand, I also know that this is going to be a pretty good test for these guys. You know, it's been it's been a couple of weeks now since you had to get up for that major one against Notre Dame, and clearly since going through Arkansas State and Toledo, this is a huge difference. This is a big step up, different kind of opponent. So I'm I'm just super excited for this. And with that, we we have to pack in a lot into these short shows. And I do want to remind you right off the top, to be paying extra special attention to this program. It's only a half an hour, and then we will flip it over to high school football. But if you do, I will ask you some kind of question about this program half an hour after we're done. Who knows, whenever I feel like it, sometime before 7, sometime before 8 o'clock, it'll be on the Buckeye Show's Twitter account. So make sure you're following that at the Buckeye Show. And I do have another pair of tickets to the game tomorrow night. So that is awesome. So if you pay extra special attention, just like a little football test for you, film study, right? We've got to study film to get ready for these games. So that's what I'm asking for you to do, and you could be a, a winner. Like we had a winner last night, so uh, he and the wife are going to go and take in the game tomorrow. It's, it's going to be awesome. It, it's a cool game to see. You know, whether you're here or there about the uniforms and going with the alternates. I know that's a touchy subject. And I love that about Buckeye nation because they love the tradition. They love the history here. I am okay in a small sample. I don't think you can touch the Michigan game anymore. That should be, you know, under the sunshine, the noon kickoff, classic uniforms on both sides. Don't need the alternates for that, but for the, you know, third or fourth biggest big 10 game, it's going to be at night. You can do something, have the blackout with the crowd And also do something with the uniforms or the helmets. I do think the black alternates are one of the cooler looking ones that we've seen. Better than that, you know, that gray wolf thing that they did a couple of times against Penn State where JT Barrett was the QB. So anyway, 
that's that's something for you to look forward to after the show is done tonight. Triple H, why don't you get my music queued up? I want to go through some more ins and outs of this matchup and listen to some of the dudes that were getting ready for it throughout the week. Buckeye players and coaches. Final walkthrough time. I love it, man. I start here behind enemy lines. You tell me, you tell me, I, I had this take about Paul Chris. I forget who I was talking to, but maybe the, the more boring a football coach, that's what you want for a place like Wisconsin, rough and tumble kind of football. If you could sit through a Paul Christ midweek press conference and report back to me on every answer, medal, medal for you for doing that. Just listen to this guy. This is just pure football. He talks about C.J. Stroud and the weapons that our quarterback has. He's a heck of a quarterback, and, and I think they've got a lot of good players around him, and they do a great job of of kind of threatening and using the whole field, you know, and, and doing it in the, in the run game, doing it in the passing game. You know, a lot of respect for the coaches and, and what they do and how they do it. You know, it's it's one thing just this is their scheme, but, but their players understand it, and you see that. And, uh, and that allows them to truly go out and play. And, and I think that's what they're, they're doing really well. Mm, mm. So he thinks the Buckeyes are good. I mean, that's, that's if you could have a conversation with a can of Sherwin-Williams, it would, it would be something. That's the voice that would be talking back to you right there with Paul Chris. We got, we got a lot of boring ones in the Big Ten, by the way. Ryan Day is not one of them. But, man, you... Mel Tucker, boring, wouldn't say that to his face. He'd literally kill me, he'd rip my head off. You see him doing press conferences with graphic T-shirts on. I think that's very cool. He's a cool dude, boring press conferences. But I flip it around to Ryan Day, more exciting guy to talk to, does a good press conference, has a nice beard. It's what he's seen from Wisconsin's defense thus far. Jim Leonard does a really good job of uh, changing up the looks, but uh, he gets them to play really hard. They're tough, uh, they're big, they're strong, they're sound, and they have really good players. So. Year in and year out, Wisconsin's defense has been one of the best in the conference and one of the best in the country. And it starts with stopping the run. And it starts with the physicality up front. I think fundamentally with their pad level and their hands, uh, they do as good a job anybody in the conference and uh, in the country. So uh, we're going to have to be physical this week in practice and understand that in order to win this game uh, on offense, we have to be able to run the football. Yeah, some of the numbers, by the way, Ohio State is actually starting their 110th season of Big Ten play with this matchup tomorrow night. And as good and as consistent a program that Wisconsin is, since they turned to the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State has won 10 division titles. Wisconsin would be next best in all the Big Ten programs, having won five. Of course, they've been able to consistently get to that game. They've won some. They've run into Ohio State a few times. And the Buckeyes are actually going for their ninth straight win over Wisconsin. But a dude like Paris Johnson Jr. It's going to be a big game for the physicality, the trenches, right? Paris came to Ohio State to play in this kind of game. Listen to what he said this week. Like, it definitely does mean more. I mean, this is like, you know, I, I feel like it's like, you know, a reason why some people that go play in SEC to play those SEC opponents is a you know, reason why I, could, I come to the Big Ten to play, you know, these type of games, like I felt, I felt like this is one of those games that I knew when I committed here was going to be a big one because they're known for like bigger, stronger guys. You know what I mean? So I feel like this is always a game I've looked forward to since I was in high school. You know, a game like this. Oh, that's that's just great to hear. It really is great to hear. Another guy I think is going to be so key, maybe the most key guy, Steel Chambers, and this guy Tommy Eichenberg, the Mike, the middle linebacker. 
against Wisconsin, when you're going up against Braylon Allen, who's 6'3", 240 pounds or so of twisted steel, Eichenberg knows the D's got to swarm, get the running back on the ground early. Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, you got, you got to get both of them down at some point. So you tackle different size backs different ways. Uh, but I think whatever works is, you know, you just got to get them to the ground. So I'd say so, yeah, just swarming. I think that, but that's a, that's a big thing for defense, too, is just swarming to the ball. So. Interesting thing for me, though, when it's all said and done, you can kill the music, Triple H, because we'll break here. We will get our beers and Buckeyes, a quick one with Pat Murphy before we kick you over to high school football. Graham Mertz and how he can make plays through the air. I do not believe at this phase that he can do that against an Ohio State team consistently. So that's what he's got to prove to go on the road and win like that. But Shamere DK, Skyler Bell, looking at their tight end, Clay Cundiff. He made a big play over the middle last week, uh, You know, caught a couple passes, put some numbers on the board. They went through the air a lot against New Mexico State, but level of competition, some busted coverages there. A lot of guys streaking down the field wide open. This Keontas Lewis guy, he's a transfer from UCLA. So what kind of weapons does Wisconsin have in the receiving game that could help them complement the running game so they could actually stay in this one for longer? But like I said, it's a little final walkthrough. We continue to break this one down. My friend Pat Murphy will join us for some beers and Buckeyes, our football Friday edition. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And well, we smell a little, but whew, you've accepted that. The Fan. Health insurance companies are expected to carry health benefits, but CareSource does so much more. We look beyond doctors' offices and hospitals to see the challenges that face our members. Then we help them achieve not just better health, but better lives. Along with great benefits, we also help our members find stable jobs, housing, childcare, and rides so they can find greater independence. At CareSource, we're removing barriers, we're improving lives, we're reimagining healthcare. What's better than 100 pieces of pepperoni? How about 150 pieces of Donato's Crispy Pepperoni? Yep, the Pep 150 is back. With more of what you love piled edge to edge on that golden thin crust. It's pepperoni topped with pepperoni and more bang for your pepperoni buck. Now get a large Pep 150 for just a dollar more than a large pepperoni pizza. Donato's, every piece is important. Ryan Day's Buckeyes are back in action against Wisconsin under the lights. Live fan coverage starts Saturday at 2 with a kick at 7.30. Proud to be your flagship home for Buckeye football. The fan Ohio sports destination. Are you looking for a rewarding new career? Join the United States Postal Service and apply for roles nationwide. Serve your community with pride and receive benefits including competitive pay and opportunities for advancement. Whether you are looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal positions, we have options that may be perfect for you. The United States Postal Service is an equal opportunity employer. Apply now at usps.com careers. Now, the place to make your basement the end-all be-all carries grills. Make your backyard the place to be with a premier grill from Billiards Plus. These are not your ordinary grills. Top-of-the-line charcoal, natural gas, and propane grills that last for generations at Billiards Plus. Check them out on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. 
Ohio's educators make a difference in their students' lives every day. From classroom teachers to paraeducators, professors, bus drivers, school secretaries, custodians, and more. These are the people who have dedicated their lives to serving our kids and making our public schools great. And we want to say thank you. Join the Ohio Education Association in recognizing an education champion in your community. Go to ohea.org slash education champions to submit your nomination now. Fan weather from the Logan AC and Heat Services Weather Center. Partly cloudy and pleasant this evening. Great football weather for high school games. We'll have a few more clouds building in tonight. Cool, but not as chilly with lows around 50. High pressure will move off to the east on Saturday, creating partly sunny skies and highs around 70. I'm Doppler 10 Chief Meteorologist Ashley Barrissey on the fan. If the colors scarlet and gray made a sound, that sound would be this. This is the Buckeye Show. And we're back on the Buckeye Show, everybody. We will get back to things in just a minute. But as you know, every single week, we get to highlight some small businesses around the state of Ohio. It's our United Healthcare Spotlight on Small Business Sweepstakes. This week's winner, Dina Wireman, started up Crave Creamery in Wapakoneta. And I cannot wait to try this place. Dina, you're going to make a lot of our listeners Hungry and craving some ice cream. I suppose that's where you got the name from. But uh, congrats on opening up this shop and congrats on the victory here. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Yeah, so Crave, we've been open for one year and we make everything in-house. So homemade ice cream, homemade waffle cones, the sandwiches. We did a fun extreme milkshakes. We just got our liquor license as well, too. So we now have boozy ice cream, wine oh. slushies. <laughs> So all of the above. You just made a lot of Buckeye fans very happy. I'm sure they're going to be <laughs> heading, heading out there to that <laughs> space uh, to try something with a little bourbon in it. So what uh, what is your number one seller? I'm a big cookies and cream guy. My wife likes the cookie dough. You got options for lovers of those flavors? Oh, my goodness. So my daughter, she's eight years old, and she created our cookie monster. It's Oreos and chocolate chip cookies. So you'll love it. Beautiful. It, well, it sounds awesome. Again, Dina Wireman, she's the owner of Crave Creamery. Uh, how was the game last weekend? You saw C.J. Stratton, that offense, throw up 77 points. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely amazing. It was a blast to be down there on the field. And my uh, 12-year-old son, he he just it, he was in awe. Oh, that's so good. I'm really glad that you had a great time. Congrats on the win. And a little note to Buckeye Nation, if you're a small business owner and you want a chance for your business to be next in the spotlight, just enter the small business sweepstakes now. Go to ohiostatebuckeyes.com slash UHC. Dina, thanks so much for the time. Thank you. All right, good stuff. And we'll have one more thing left to do tonight. Before I do, I'll uh, tell you we're, of course, brought to you by our good friends at Moomoo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, and by Care Source. Little beers and Buckeyes, time to finish up. We've made it to the weekend, so join the party and crack open a cold one with the boys. Let's talk beers and Buckeyes with Pat Murphy. Yeah, boys, it's getting to be a good time of year for the cold beverages. Patrick, that weather turns a little bit. Oktoberfest, they start popping up. It just goes well with football. We got a Big Ten football matchup, and that is saying something. Ohio State and Wisconsin to start it off tomorrow night. That's how you roll into Big Ten season, Pat. For sure. There's always the point in the the season where it feels like it really gets going. You get the start of the year, and obviously the Buckeyes had a big one out of the gates. But once you hit Big Ten season, you start playing – these teams that, that you know well from the conference, that's when I really feel like 
the season is, is in full swing. And as you mentioned, in Columbus, the weather started to change, and it really does feel like football now. You know, a lot of the talk this week, Pat, was about, you know, Ohio State coaches and players, you know, showing Wisconsin the credit that they're due for the program that they have been very consistent through the years. And you keep hearing about physicality and also identity for Wisconsin's side. Heard Ryan Day say that a bunch, the identity that they have. What would you say Ohio State's identity is this season? Well, I think the offense showed last week that that it's still able to, you know, play that high-powered, fast-paced, you know, go down and score 70 points against teams that clearly don't belong in the same type of field. So I think you still got that in the arsenal. Um, I like that they've shown some different ways to do things offensively, specifically that I-formation stuff they showed last week. I think that'll keep defense is guessing. Um, and I'd say on the defensive side, the identity is still a work in progress. It's yeah. certainly better than what we saw last year, but I don't know if they've really established fully that Jim Knowles defensive identity at this point. And I didn't expect him to, frankly, three games into the season. I think, you know, it took him four years to, to really get it going at Oklahoma state. I think it'll be faster here, but I think, you know, it's it's not an easy defense to to do, and and these players are kind of learning as as they go and learning from their mistakes. And you know, last week was a good example. You play this dual threat quarterback who caused some problems, and now you have film on that that you can use to to continue to get better. So I think um, at this point in the season, you're you're still developing on that side of the ball. But offensively, I was really glad to see the Buckeyes go out and just kind of crank it into high gear before conference play starts. Cause, cause I think they needed that. We all knew it was there. It was just a matter of, you know, them going out and doing it. No doubt, man. Pat Murphy is with us guys. And with this being such a brutal physical matchup, you know, it's going to be that way in the trenches. How much of a storyline are you looking at Travion Henderson and his health and how he's been, you know, nicked and bruised a little bit this past season. I think it's big. I think it's lessened a little bit because of the trust that they have in Mayan Williams. You know, the guy has shown he can he can play at the Big Ten level. He, he did some good things last year. I mean, even you think back to his freshman year, and I know it was just run one run against Clemson, but to do that as a freshman in the college football playoff is, is pretty impressive. And then obviously he built on that last season. And then last week I thought he looked really good. I thought he's looked really good really all year in you know sort of the the secondary running back role behind Travion Henderson. So I think that lessens it but Travion Henderson's Travion Henderson for a reason and you know you want him ready to go in Big Ten play and you know this is becoming a bit of a trend we saw it at times last year yeah. he hasn't been hurt in a game where the Buckeyes have really needed him he's, he's missed you know second halves or, or last week he missed most of the game but you know his games that the Buckeyes should easily win so that's good I guess but yeah you want this guy to be healthy and and he just there continues, like you said, nicks and bruises and whatever the situation is. It's, it's unfortunate because he's so talented. And if he could get out there and get 20 carries a game, he'd probably be up there with the best running backs in the country. Statistically, he just hasn't been able to get that done. Yeah, the, and we've seen it when he was out there enough last season. Yeah. But it, it just goes back to, to that old football adage, right? Ability is availability and it's tough play in the big 10. You are going to get battered and bruised every single Saturday. It's it's one of the toughest positions to play, right? From a getting hurt standpoint, literally everyone is just trying to crack into you as hard as they can. Right. I mean, you're just getting run into getting your legs cut out from under you getting hit. I mean, at least if you're a wide receiver, you know, you have plays where you're not the guy that gets targeted or you're, you're just right. out there blocking. Things you can like go that. out of bounds. Back, 
Great. Yeah, the running back is, is almost every play you're, you're at least getting hit by somebody, So even if you don't have the ball. So, yeah, it's, it's tough, and you've got to be durable. You've seen it. You, know, you look at the NFL and the value that they place on running backs now because guys get hurt, guys' careers are short, and, you know, you hope a, a guy like Trayvon Henderson doesn't have to deal with something like that. But, you know, it's, it's been inconsistently available for him, and, you know, hopefully he can get past that. This is a minor thing, and, you know, he can go out there and play the rest of the season. But uh, the, the, it's not trending in a good way in terms of last year and this year already. All right, Pat, so Ohio State's offense, I think we can all agree, they were able to show us something that made us kind of turn our heads again, even against a Toledo with 77 points. What would they have to do for you to then nod again in approval? Like, this might even be better than I was expecting tomorrow night against Wisconsin. Well, I expect the game to be shortened because of the way Wisconsin wants to play. So you're going to have fewer possessions, similar to that Notre Dame game. And I think you just need to capitalize on, on those possessions. You saw it last week with seven straight drives that ended in touchdowns. And if you can do something similar to that to start the game, you're going to be in business pretty much every week. And, and that's when this Ohio State offense is impressive is when it's just score, 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 score. You know, you're, you're, you're not letting up. You're not taking your foot off the gas. And there may be fewer of those opportunities against Wisconsin, but you just got to take your opportunities, drive down the field, you know, whether it's big plays, whether you have to do it methodically, however you have to get it done, get the ball in the end zone, get six. And, you know, that's, that's what's impressive to me about this offense is the way they can do that when they really get trucking. Well, we both have the Buckeyes winning. I've got that sucker at 35 to 14 for tomorrow night. And you're pretty close to that. Yeah, yeah, 35 to 10 is what I did. So, yeah, we're right about the same. All right, well, we just kind of head off into the sunset with some brews, man. And like I said off the top, it just feels feels like we're getting close to one of those Friday or Saturday nights maybe if the Buckeyes have a noon game where you meet some friends down at the Schmidt house or something like that with October right around the corner. Oktoberfest, I'm okay with all that. Then a little bit later on, we can get into maybe dabbling with a pumpkin beer or two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's that time of year for sure. Somebody the other day told me that they'd already gotten some Christmas sales, and I was like, I can't even think about uh-uh. that right now. No. So it's it's too early for me to, to start thinking that way. No. Pat, have a wonderful Friday uh, and a good time covering the game tomorrow night. Always fun. All right, thanks, Timmy. Hey, Buckeye fans, now you are about to listen to a podcast exclusive, an extended version of my chat with my good buddy Pat Murphy from Bucknuts, and we continued the conversation about the Wisconsin Badgers and what and who they are. Here you go. I think one of the interesting things about Wisconsin, and we were talking about this on the show earlier in the week, is they're they're really respectable, right? Like nobody's, nobody's saying that they're not, but there just continues to be a gap between a Wisconsin and, and an Ohio state. And can they ever fill that gap? I wonder if they just, they are what they are and they just have to be comfortable with that. Cause we thought that maybe Graham Mertz would be that special kind of quarterback that could take them to the next level. And I know he can make some plays and he had a good passing day last week, but also look at the opponent, and are they going to be able to replicate that tomorrow night? Well, I think the big difference is when you look at recruiting, right? I mean, they develop as well as any team in the country, but it's become 
so much about getting in that top talent when you want to be the big boys in college football. And you right. know, Ohio State does it, Alabama does it, Georgia does it. Clemson, you know, the, the, these top teams, and you see what they do again. I mean, you watched Georgia last week against a a solid South Carolina team, and they just made them look like a, a high school team. And that, and that's with you know a, a walk on guy playing quarterback, uh, you know, former walk on, I think, and, and you know he's a national champion now, but. When you just have so much more talent, it, it almost always changes things for, for the team with the more talent. And, you know, sometimes you do get upsets for sure. We've seen it with the Buckeyes. But, you know, this Wisconsin team and, and kind of where they are located and the style that they play and, and all that, I think, goes into what they can recruit. And, you know, it's similar when we've talked about Nebraska and, and kind of that program having to rebuild. Like, it's tough to recruit guys to go to Lincoln, Nebraska right now and you know Wisconsin they have an identity and they haven't had to rebuild so they've been able to sustain what they have but to get to that next kind of elite Ohio State level I think you need to get those elite level guys where you're maybe not having to develop as much you mentioned Mertz I think he was a a step in the right direction but you got to have talent around him you know you you look at a CJ Stroud yeah he's he's phenomenal but he also has great wide receivers and while some people knock him for that and talk about like the Heisman trophy voting last year, you know, I don't, you know, maybe he's not as good if he doesn't have some of those guys. So yeah, I think that's yeah. the big difference right now between these two teams is, is just Ohio state is recruiting on a, on a elite national level and Wisconsin's recruiting on a big 10 level. Just when you put them up against Nebraska though, man, does that make me give more respect for Wisconsin oh, yeah. for, for what they for sure. have always been. And, you look at Ohio State, it, Wisconsin is second in division championships won, like since they've been having the Big Ten championship game. So that's it. Ten yeah. for the Buckeyes, I think, and five for Wisconsin. We know they're one of the only other teams that has consistently, you know, gotten to that Big Ten championship game, won it, or sometimes they they fall short to Ohio State. But it, it's crazy that Ohio State's figured out how to beat these guys. I think that it'll be nine straight times if they get the job done on Saturday. That's That's what it'll be, Pat. Yeah, and I mean, if you go back and look, I mean, yes, there's the, you know, the blowout in 2014 and, and whatnot. There are some of those, but Wisconsin has played Ohio State close a good amount of times in recent history. And I mean, even the, the last time they played in the Big Ten championship game, what was it, 21 to three at halftime or something in favor of Wisconsin? And, and the Buckeyes had to come back. Yeah. Justin Pete, you know, so it's it's not like you know, it's always been just the Buckeyes rolling over teams in, in the big 10 and, you know, with a team like Wisconsin or what, I mean, even Northwestern had the Buckeyes number. It seemed like in, in 2020, a little bit in that big 10 title game. I think the difference again is, is you've got that talent that, you know, in the second half, you're not going to wear out. You've got depth. You can continue to do the things. Maybe, you know, you make your adjustments coaching wise and things like that. But, you know, if, if you've got depth and talent, that often is enough to, to get it done, um, even if you're not playing your best ball. And, and so it takes Wisconsin's best day to beat Ohio State, even if Ohio State isn't playing its yeah. best football. And, you know, they've come close, but it, has, it just hasn't happened, like you said, the last eight meetings. No, it's true. And I think, I think Wisconsin's formula, right, with how they're built and, and yeah. you, you going through how they are playing from a little bit of a different deck in, in recruiting. And that, that matters, right? You either can get the players – where you can play a certain style like Alabama and like Ohio state and like Georgia, like Clemson, or you have to do it another way. And I do think they are constructed the right way for those type of recruits, strong defense, right? Front sevens that are tough and they really care about getting better through the years. 
and solid play in the trenches. I mean, if you can do anything to disrupt talent, it's by beating them up and making the day long in the trenches. And they've been they've gotten running backs that are surprisingly good, right? As far as what level they yeah. do recruit, they wind up getting some phenom running backs. Right. And you see those guys go on and, and most of them have pretty good NFL careers. I think when you look at teams that play that type of style or you are a more unique type of style. I think that's where you, you, you kind of lose the ability to jump to that next level. Like think of Alabama when Saban first took over yeah. and where they are now and how he's adopted offensively. And, you know, they went to recruiting these, these quarterbacks who can do a lot of different things, even Georgia, you know, they've been defense and, and whatnot. And Kirby smart came in there and, you know, they finally realized, Hey, we need to open it up offensively. They won a national championship last year. I think that, you know, you, you've got to expand in today's college football if you want to get to that next level. Now, that doesn't mean a Wisconsin can't beat an Ohio State on any given Saturday because they certainly can. But I think just in, in terms of, you know, if we're talking like those type of teams in the Big Ten really going to the next level, I think you're starting to see it a little bit maybe with Michigan and, and J.J. McCarthy, and you know, that's the type of quarterback that could – I know they made the playoff last year, but I think in a year where Ohio State is dominant, like they normally have been, that Michigan team doesn't doesn't reach the the Big Ten championship, doesn't reach the playoff. The yeah. team with JJ McCarthy though could be a little bit more interesting. Right. Yeah. You know, th- this just th- the more I think about the game, it, it will be a fun challenge at this time of season sure. for yeah. Ohio State just to see if you can pass the "I'm going to smack you in the mouth as hard as I can" test. You know how are I believe that Steele and, and Tommy Eichenberg, you know, Mike Hall Jr., if he's fully healthy and back in the middle there, I believe these guys will pass that test, but you do want to see it. You want to see a physical offensive line, a running back that's 240 pounds come flying straight at him and see who wins those battles. So, we, I mean, I do expect Ohio State to win. We give our scores, but this will be a, a nice little test to see, you know, where, where do we stand, you know, late in the third quarter. Well, and two, you know, it's another power five team. And yes, Notre Dame is a, I mean, they're not a power five conference, but we consider them on that level. But this year's Notre Dame team, frankly, hasn't been very good. And I think we can all admit that now after seeing them the last couple of weeks. So this is, to me is the first major test for the Buckeyes. And, you know, obviously Notre Dame was, was jacked up for that game and, and they obviously have good players, but I think this will be very interesting, especially for that defense. How do you handle something different than what you've seen? And if it's not working, can you adjust? Can you, you know, do you start off in your four-two-five look, and then if Wisconsin's gaining yards on you on the ground, you switch to three linebackers in the game? What, what does Jim Knowles do to, to change not only the little things, but, like, maybe you have to make a complete substitution, take a safety out, put a linebacker in. I, I just think this could be one of those tactically interesting games with their way, their way of playing offensively in terms of Wisconsin and the way Ohio State is, is going to be able to play defense in the Big Ten because you're going to see more of these teams throughout the year. Wisconsin isn't the only team that does this in the Big Ten, especially once the weather turns. Pat, I, I want to ask you, I haven't been able to get to as many of the Buckeye media availabilities this fall since, since uh, football took over here just with the schedule, but you know, you can always get a good sense with all the access that they give you and getting to talk to these players. Who is in your opinion, winning the Mr. Personality contest so far this fall with guys you've been able to talk to? Well, I really like what we've seen, and I was talking with a couple other guys and and Jerry Emig, the SID, 
the way C.J. Stroud has really come out of his shell, not that he was in a shell last year, but at times I felt like he was being defensive, especially when the, you know, are you going to run the ball type of stuff would come up. He had to defend mm. himself. And I think he's just more comfortable in front of, you know, it's not only his second year of doing it, but he's gotten to know members of the media a little bit. You know, there's, there's some jokes. He laughs about things a lot more. He's, he's just more comfortable in that situation. I mean, you know, as a, as a 19, 20 year old kid having to stand up in front of a bunch of reporters is, is intimidating. And let's remember, he wasn't, you know, Mr. Five-star recruit all the way through high school. He, he came on late, so he wasn't being interviewed nearly as much as a lot of these kids are. Um, and then another guy I really enjoy talking to is Steel Chambers. He is a guy who will give it to you straight. He's not afraid to drop a swear word in his Chaps interview. my ass, he, Steel Chambers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he's, just, he's just honest. And I appreciate that when you can get a guy that's, that's willing to talk that way and you know, not necessarily swearing, but I think he just is who he is. And, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat things. He's, he's honest about what he sees on the field. He was honest with us last year when he didn't think he was playing well. And, you know, I think he's honest this year that he's gotten a lot better. So those are two guys. I can name a number of guys. This is a good team of, of guys in, in terms of interviews and, and just good group of guys for sure. But, but those are two that just jump out to me. All right, my man. That's good. Thanks for doing this. We we brought him a little for bit sure. of extra Pat Murphy beers yeah. and Buckeyes, slapping it on the yeah, podcast I, at the end. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And that, of course, was my good buddy, Patrick Murphy. Some beers and Buckeyes, our friend from Bucknuts. A little bit of a extra conversation here on the podcast feed exclusively. Be sure you are subscribed to this, whatever platform you're listening on, and check back here for some updates. We will have some some nights coming up with Blue Jackets season and Buckeye basketball season right around the corner where we won't have full two-hour shows. So we're going to want to give you guys some extra goodies, some extra content, maybe some lookbacks into past shows here on the podcast feed. So please check here often. Everybody have a good night. Big 10 season is upon us, so be safe. Go Bucks this weekend.